We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How to win $500,000. That's what we're talking about this week on Stealing Bananas. That's right. We're going to walk through a draft. I'm Ben Gretsch. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Yards Per Gretsch. You can find my stub, my Substack, my newsletter at bengretsch.substack.com. I'm joined, as always, by Sean Siegel. You can find all his work at Rotoviz. And we're also joined by a Rotoviz OG. Sometimes people call me of his OG. I'm not a true OG. This guy is a true Rotoviz OG. He he was around when Sean and and the fantasy douche and John Moore and Matthew Friedman were starting it up. It is Davis Matic, one of our one of our best buds in the industry. Davis, how you doing? Well, people forget because I didn't make up any cool metrics or any cool controversial strategies. You know, I was I was actually the guy grinding out your your player profile pieces back in the day you know like I was the guy telling you to draft Toby Gerhardt as your your zero running back target so so people forget but it is true an actual Rotoviz OG one of the one of the first I think six guys uh back in the day so uh, always excited to do shows with you guys very excited to win half a million dollars and also very excited to be the running back guy in the room I, I was telling Crane on a show yesterday I was like you know when I draft with him and Pete I'm kind of the running back guy but then when I draft like with Leone or something then I'm the guy who's like no no running backs wide receivers but definitely with these three I'm gonna be I'm I'm the the furthest on the running back spectrum of the three of us well Davis I I mean I don't know if you're giving yourself enough credit for back at the beginning right you're one of the big leaders of team big wide receiver and we had JJ on the show recently he was pointing out that that's still the way to go people are are getting too excited about these small fast wide receivers yeah no that that is legit we we went uh overboard the other way honestly because of Odell Beckham because at, at the time when we were having all these discussions we were all saying Odell Beckham was too small and Odell Beckham has the one the one-handed catch against the Dallas Cowboys on national television and everyone went too far the other way but if we're looking at the NFL draft now, what what is the NFL draft really valued the last two years? Speed. I mean, what what was the over under on uh, on getting Odell Beckham into this show though? Like <laughs> certainly before his ADP. Certainly before his ADP, Gretch. Yeah, no no doubt about it. We're we're about to start here a draft, and, and just to give the listeners an idea, we're gonna 
walk you through our whole process as we draft. We're going to cut it up into a couple different shows. Uh, we're picking out of the 12 hole. We are doing uh, a football guys championship, right? Uh, team tonight and yeah i mean out of the 12 hole certainly we've talked a little about how this makes for a really a really interesting zero rb discussion but we're really excited about this first turn because davis has already brought up running backs as a potential option um we're gonna start here in about four minutes so we want to talk through sort of our our early draft sort of targets and and structure and strategy as we get going um davis why don't you kick us off What, what are you thinking so, of course, I am in agreement with all tenets of the zero running back strategy. Running backs are more likely to bust. Running backs are more likely to be injured. Most of the bad selections in the first six rounds of fantasy drafts are running backs. They're all historically bad bets, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with all of this. And I think you're really put in a vice grip at pick 10, 11, and 12 because you're being asked to make even worse bets or to reach on a guy you view as a good bet. For me, that would be someone like Antonio Gibson, who I actually view as a really good bet, but you're paying a terrible price for him. Uh, like I think Antonio Gibson will, at the end of everything uh, in Football Guys stuff, have an average draft position outside of the first round. Um, but the, the contrary to all of this is, of course – the guy you have to have to win these events a lot of the times does tend to be a running back, whether it is Christian McCaffrey, as many people expect. But by and large, uh, the guy you end up having to have does become a running back. And very rarely are you finding that guy later in drafts. So I tend to be more of the hero RB style drafting. So Davis, Jonathan Taylor falls and his ADP in this contest is a little bit later than it seems like it should be. He has the week 14 bye. That's the championship round of the regular season playoffs, which explains a little bit why he would go down. Saquon Barkley, if he falls because of injury concerns, I think that's a, a pretty straightforward pick. His ADP is a little bit lower because of that. I was kind of looking at this. I was trying to figure out how we could work a running back in here because as Ben has sort of pointed out in our pre-draft prep, starting with Diggs Adams, right here, I think gives us so many potential points that we could look back and be like, well, well, these were the guys, these were the running backs. They just were at wide receiver. I was kind of looking through trying to figure out how we could work somebody else in. Antonio Gibson, we love, we talked about him as someone who could be the hero RB for this year, but I do have eight wide receivers ranked ahead of him. And then the other kind of interesting guy now that Akers is out of the equation is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We'd be reaching around. We basically wouldn't have a first round pick, or we'd have a first round pick and then a very late second round pick. So late, late if we go with him. I was looking at my rankings. I love him, but I actually have him ranked at like 311, 312, right there with ETN, who obviously is, is going so much later. We get him at the 3 4 turn. How how should we factor in? I mean, look, don't don't get me wrong. If you're talking about doing something crazy with Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I'm ready to click that button with you. <laughs> I mean, he is my he is my most drafted player thus far this year. So I I agree with that thesis statement just out of the gate. What? How do you feel about um, the high end wide receivers? As we as we you know, the, we we should probably zoom in on which running backs uh, as we start to approach it w- would be worth taking, but. I Sean and I have talked a little bit about we think that really with Hill and Diggs that they, they might just be so far above the other receivers. So much better. Yeah, and then Adams now too, now that it, it feels like we're heading towards Rodgers coming back, that we might have this tier of three that it's legitimately worth 
going very high in drafts, potentially as high as the top five, as Sean and I have talked about on the show. Uh, to get two of them at the turn seems pretty, pretty appealing. What like, where where do you like? Is it the, like are the if we could get two of those three, does that appeal to you, or is there like a, are you would you still want to go running back? The other thing just to throw out here, right, is that there are a lot of exciting wide receivers, and I, I think the wide receiver one tier really is separated from the rest of the group this season, but. By the three four turn, those guys are completely gone, right? So if we at three four, we'll be wiped out in terms of star wide receivers. What do you think, Davis? About we start with Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey going one hundred two, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, what do you think about that, Davis? No, I, I think Sean is I think Sean is clearly right. I think that in terms of wide receivers, you expect to who in the, even in their range of outcomes, they have an absurd you had to have them season. I, I think it's done after after AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and CeeDee Lamb go. I think that is where the truly elite tier of wide receivers leaves the draft. And then I think everyone else after that is like I it might not add up to wide receiver one or two, but I think those guys then become the wide receiver two. Um, and I think that RQ as we have it now, Tyreek Diggs, Adams Hopkins, Ridley Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and C.D. Lamb are the elite fantasy football wide receivers, and then everyone else is a, is a group below that. So I, I agree with the point. So I have no problem double-tapping wide receiver here. Um, and it's specifically, if it's Tyreek and Diggs, I am a little bit lower on Adams, not only because there is some chance of Rodgers not playing, but also it's you know, we really don't have to go far that back in time for Aaron Rodgers to be playing poorly. Um, I was I was talking about this with Ben Baldwin this morning. Actually, like a couple of years ago, Rodgers was like a, a slightly above league average quarterback, which you know, not great. Yep, and and we are through six picks. Tyreek Hill just went off the board. We already have Austin Eckler off the board, which is a back that Davis mentioned uh, of being a potential target. So it seems Sean and I have dodged one bullet so far. Um, he went one hundred four. Both Kelsey and Waller are also off the board early in this draft. Is anybody on George Kittle as a turn? Yeah. yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm certainly interested in tight end premium. I mean, I think getting any of the three elite tight ends is a massive win. That's the other guy that, honestly, I, I prefer to a running back, frankly. When we start talking about how far down the zero running back uh, trail we want to go, I think there is such an advantage. The way I phrase that is there is bust risk at tight end, and Kittle's gotten hurt recently. But if he's healthy, I'm pretty much certain that he's going to provide me an edge at tight end over most of my league. Whereas at running back, you have to have the guy stay healthy and also be very, very good, which a lot of the running backs wind up not being. To have it be a year where there are not obvious zero RB candidates showing up. Like, like the for example, the existence of James Robinson last season made someone like Derrick Henry less impactful. Where are you on this 49ers offense altogether? Which, which pieces of it do you like, if any? If any, All of them at ADP. I, 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 not Sermon so much, but all the rest of them. I, uh, Samuel, IU, Kittle, Mostert, Lance, all of them. So Kittle goes and Diggs goes in the two picks before us. We're on the clock. We're staring down I, Jonathan I, Taylor and potentially Adams. I, I do. Ju- no, Barkley's there. And, but do you want to go Taylor Barkley? 
I feel like that's maybe too far. That's maybe too robust. But I mean, I would do it. Sean's, and then just, Sean's got his hands on his head. He's thinking about it. <laughs> Sean, if you do it, I co-sign. Well, I, just how crazy. I mean, these guys should be the 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 three and four overall picks. If not for these, and having Barkley lets us not worry about Taylor as much in the fantasy finals. And then we can really kind of do. I mean, and having Taylor makes Barkley starting out the season slow not really matter. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, if Sean's on board, I'm I'm very much on board. And then we 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 literally probably don't have to take a running back now until round 11 these, or 12. I, I'm very much on on these two players. Uh, we've talked about them a little bit on the show. Sean wrote an awesome article on Jonathan Taylor and how he could be the guy that, that really should be going third, as you said, Sean, uh, just a minute ago. And then Barkley, obviously, we know, again, we're, we're basically making bets on, on – talent on talent winning out on these guys being phenomenal. I mean, they were both arguably generational prospects, you know, that's such a silly phrase, right? But um, they, they both have the potential to have peak career seasons, obviously at any point. And if they have them this year, their peak career season could just be monstrous, especially from an efficiency perspective, I think. Hey, Rotoviz radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the dynasty command center podcast. And I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com. Click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO21. That's RVRADIO21, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You know, David, going back to Davis's point, I don't necessarily think that you have to have a running back who goes off in the fantasy playoffs to win one of these contests. We're going to see a wide receiver do it. We're perhaps going to see a couple wide receivers do it. But I mean, if you're ever gifted a situation where you could actually have a shot at two running backs who could be the guy, they could be the guy together. They could be the guy individually and they could both bust, right? But we're going to actually draft a team from this point that gives us a shot. Even if these guys don't play out. Right. I mean, I think that because we have, it's going to be very fun to draft a lot of receivers from here. (laughs) And with, you know, preseason waivers with waivers throughout the season. I mean, at this point, when I start running back, running back, I like to think in terms of maybe only having three running backs total in the draft. Is that is that too far out of bounds? Just depends on how this draft falls in, you know, rounds 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Like if our if our league is leaving us like actual upside wide receivers or tight ends at that point, then I'm not going to argue for a running back just for the sake of them. The the counterpoint to that would be we are drafting this early. Training camp, you know, the the Cowboys and the Steelers, I think, report to training camp here in a couple days. There, we've already seen Cam Akers tear his Achilles. Right, that is not going to be the first running back injury, and it's not going to be the last running back injury. Wide receivers will appreciate some as a result of these training camp injuries, but they would not appreciate in the same way. Like, just for example, were were uh, Stephon Diggs to be injured? in training camp in a severe way, Gabriel Davis, Manny Sanders, Cole Beasley would all appreciate some, but neither of them would be a top 50 pick. Cam Akers tears his ACL and Daryl Henderson, I think is going to settle as a top 30 pick by the time we get to September 1st. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously that is like one of the huge tenants of, of zero RB, but I think I'm signing with Sean here where now that we have these two guys, we've made the bet you know, sort of on these guys, we, right. We don't, we don't really want to be flexing a running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, obviously that doesn't mean that. How, how we, robust can we get? <laughs> if we hit on, on a player late, a running back late that becomes Daryl Henderson, and then you have three great running backs, like, okay, fine. That's, that's great. Uh, but I do. Yeah. I, I lean more towards like, do we even need another running back in a managed league? Do we even need a third? Like, uh, I, I now want to make sure we're very deep at receiver. Well, one of the things that does happen is that we do run out of wide receivers, I think, before running backs. And so there's a, a decent possibility that we'll actually want the running backs late that, you know, a Darrington Evans, a Hubbard, you know, those kinds of guys, if they're still on the board when, I mean, all the legitimate wide receivers are gone, then I think that becomes a no-brainer. But yeah, through a big portion of this draft, it's going to be a lot of fun. We can go receiver, receiver, receiver. You don't have to worry about pivoting. I had a couple of questions, Davis. We didn't get Kittle. And so at the turn here, like I mentioned, one of the the bad things that we just did is that all of the receivers we like in terms of really wanting to draft are probably going to be gone at the 3-4, including Lamb, who I'm just dreaming of will last once to this spot. It would be amazing. How big is the gap for you between Lamb and Amari Cooper, who probably will be there? It, It is a gap. Like, I think that people who act like there is not a gap and that they expect the production to be equal are wrong. Um, like, I, I would anticipate 
if they both stay healthy for 17 games for Lamb to produce more. But I also think, obviously, the odds of Amari Cooper staying healthy for 17 games are lower than the odds. But I, I certainly, Amari Cooper at, at 312, it's a pick I would make, no problem. I mean, the way that I, at least, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, I was going to say the way that I would describe that is I think the, the top five overall wide receiver outcome, and I made this point as well lately, I think it's higher for Lamb. I think because Lamb was such a great prospect, and, and Amari was once upon a time, but we've seen several years now that he's kind of settled in as a guy that I think his career high is right around 250 um, fantasy points, if I'm not mistaken, in, in PPR. He hasn't really had like that 300-point season. He might have that now, but like Lamb legitimately could be a top-five receiver in the league with, with the profile he had coming in and how good he was early last year. Like he – if one of these guys is an absolute monster, I think that's where that's where I differentiate is that I think it would be Lamb. Agree. What do you think about that take, though, Sean? I want to hear your take on that, Sean. Oh, I have Lamb way above Cooper. So I just am always kind of trying to make sure I get feedback from everybody. And, and I know Davis is a Lamb guy, too. And so, you know, getting feedback to confirm your bias isn't necessarily the best. But I, I, we do – I think it was JJ who said that Cooper is someone that you still really want to target – um, I don't really like him at the 3-4 turn either. I prefer him sort of late in the fourth round, so it makes a, a tricky pick for us coming at this spot. So Pitts does go off the board here, just to update people in terms of how this draft is progressing. We have the normal picks through round two. And Lamb's get, off the board too. Oh, yeah. So Edwards Alaire closes out round two. There's no dream scenario where we do start with the three running backs. We have Pitts at the 301, Jefferson 302, Liam 303, Michael Thomas 304, with the tight end premium, where are you on TJ Hawkinson, Davis? So he took a little bit of a step forward. He's going to have not, a I do not want him here at all. Yeah. So Jared, Jared Goff does not make Hawkinson the next Kittle is what you're saying. No, I think, I think like that's the point is like maybe had Matthew Stafford stayed, maybe had Galladay stayed, and the offense resembled something with even Marvin Jones stayed, right? But now it's like, okay, you're asking TJ Hawkinson to be like this 140 target guy. Jared Goff is probably going to be bad. The offensive line's probably not going to be great. Like it's it's the, he will have good target volume, but it will be very empty calories. And like, you know, one of these you guys talk about this is like so take the better football player, but like even if you wanted to get uh less granular than that and zoom out even more, it would be take guys on good teams and the lions are going to challenge the Texans for being the worst team. And I just I do not want to spend a top, you know, 75 pick on guys on bad teams. So we could get creative and, and reach a little bit here. And um, some of the guys that I really like that are going before we would ever get a chance at them at the five, six include Godwin, DJ Moore, T Higgins. Um, maybe Higgins would fall away back there. Where does Mark Andrews go? So in the last week, Andrews has been in the middle of round four. DJ Moore is the 412. Higgins is the 509. I just don't think there's any way for him to get back. I have him ranked in the second round. And I try not to take people like almost a full two rounds ahead because you're going to be in more drafts. And so you can take him in different places. But I also think now that we've started Barkley Taylor, I mean, we're going to have a somewhat unique lineup anyway, I would think. But I don't think we want to get overly concerned about getting the best ADP value 
You know, if we right. thought that DJ Moore and T Higgins were the two best guys on the board, I think that we should take them. I'm comfortable with that. I, I don't know about about you, Davis, but I, I also do like the, the Hawkinson move. But Davis is is pretty out on that. I mean, I just have Mark Andrews project. I have Mark Andrews projected, and that actually is the fourth tight end. I actually have him projected as the third tight end um, because I have the Ravens being so efficient. Like so I have who, him ahead of Kittle. Where would you be at receiver then? If we, we can't I, I would take uh, DJ Moore would be the one I like the most, but I'm cool. I'm cool with TE too. I, I have no argument. I have no argument. I, I agree with Sean's analysis on T. Everything he said is is true. Well, Do we have on. a situation where – so I'm going to go ahead once we run the clock down and take DJ Moore, and then we can get to this other pick and just kind of actually have an extra 15 seconds or so. Do you have a take on the the Buccaneers? Do you like them to be this massive offense for 2021? I like to have a good bit of Godwin in the best ball profile, but – I just, it, you know, it really feels like you're just walking the razor's edge with the 46-year-old quarterback, you know? Like, at any time, Blaine Gabbert could be in there. But, I, I mean, Godwin is amazing. God, Godwin is an amazing football player. Um, he will sign a huge contract after this season. I, I like God, Godwin quite a bit. Godwin, Higgins, Andrews, I'm happy with any of them here. But I'm using a veto on TJ Hawkinson. So and then I'm, we've got we've got Godwin, Higgins, Andrews. We've got 30 seconds. Who are we looking at? I, I, I would I guess veto Andrews then because I'm I, I I don't know I'm fair not a, so it's Godwin or Higgins I'll let you break the tie Sean Godwin is the ADP pick Higgins is the one that that you're extremely bullish on yeah I I think uh, well let's take Godwin here and we'll see what happens see what happens more Godwin is a pretty fun room. turn those guys were going uh, you know last off season. Especially in Dynasty, those guys were going at you know the one-two turn. I, I think in redraft, DJ Moore was going a little later, but Godwin was the second-round pick in in redraft. It didn't have that bad of a year, and to get them at three four is, I think, is perfectly fine. And let's make the full argument quickly here for DJ Moore. Uh, for anyone who missed the show when our yards per or, sorry, for anybody who missed the show when our Gretch me if you can segment was Ben calling out DJ Moore as the next guy, we wanted. Stefan Diggs, in part because we promote him every season, and if we're right, then it's very fun. But <laughs> beyond that, we wanted Stefan Diggs because his profile showed across different years that when they used him underneath, he was awesome underneath. When they used him as a vertical receiver, he was an awesome vertical receiver. But why are they not using him on both? DJ Moore has a very similar profile where when they've used him underneath, he's been a star. When they've used him deep, he's been very effective in that route. He's good before the catch. He's good after the catch. He could flip-flop target numbers with Robbie Anderson this year and then grow a little bit with Curtis Samuel being gone. If Sam Darnold improves on Teddy Bridgewater and more actually catches some touchdowns, you're looking at a wide receiver three overall type of finish. Completely agree. Just Yeah, could, couldn't agree more. That's that's that top five ceiling that I, I think it's similar to Lamb, frankly. Um, and, and, you know, we, we didn't get a chance at Lamb. Uh, but in this build, I think it's a it's a really fun a really fun upside receiver. After you know missing out on some of the other guys that that has the potential to be a ceiling player, he might be that superstar. That will do it for today's special FFPC draft episode of Stealing Bananas, where we try to win the half a million dollars with special guest Davis Maddock. I'm Sean Siegel, and with me is Ben Gretch, whom you can follow at Yards for Gretch. 
To follow our draft exploits and get the next episode when it releases, subscribe to Stealing Bananas. We've reached the end of our rate and review contest where you can win a six-month subscription to Rotoviz by reviewing the show and promoting it in some manner on social media. But we're keeping it open for one more week since this is the draft special that we're focusing on this week. Instead, make sure to subscribe to Stealing Signals, the most innovative newsletter in the industry. And I can say that since this is me and not Ben. But if you've read it, you will know that to be the case. If you want to read my newest article on how to dominate out of the 12 slot, which was something we were faced with today, you can get a 10% discount to Rotoviz with the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. We'll see you soon.